Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. We're Eagle Auburn fans, and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn track and field and cross-country news and discussion. I'm your host, Jessica Loomis, and I'm here with my husband, Kyle, to discuss the Crimson Classic, which took place in Tuscaloosa, Alabama on October 14th. First things first, again, I'm so sorry to our track and field and cross-country folks that had to head over there. Staff, athletes, otherwise, it is, you know, one of the worst days of your life when you have to travel to that dumpster fire that is Tuscaloosa, Alabama. But I hope all of you threw up a few War Eagles and good old Rocky Tops just to remind them on your way through Tuscaloosa. So I just wanted to get that out of my system to start off this. Okay. No love lost. Don't like the place. Now that it's Dumpster fire. Now that it's out of your system, <laughs> does it make you feel better that the women scored a team medal? Yes, the it does. Classic? It absolutely does. But you know what? I just have a lot of angst every time I see those words come across the screen here on our notes. You have major issues. No, uh, you, listen, this is what happens when you bleed orange and blue. You see Tuscaloosa, you see the word crimson, you even just see the color crimson and you just like have this instant reaction just a bleh. I guess if this is your job, that... You can only see in orange and blue, and you're wearing those orange and blue colored goggles. But you have them on, too. Don't act like you don't. No, I do not care. I am so proud that they went, and the women scored second. <laughs> I, I don't care what meat it is. Finding, finding the real thing that we're here for, that's what you... To keep me on track, to keep me focused on not the petty things. Exactly, because like you being, are a petty Betty. Because I love being petty about the Alabama Crimson Tide. Anyway, I'll stop. Will you? Maybe. <laughs> right. No promises. So, so let's let's talk about the course that they ran on. Mm-hmm. So, this is the first time in five years that they've actually raced at the Harry Pritchett running course. Which I, I we talked a little bit before we started recording because we've been in the Crimson Classic for a long time. We've talked about it almost every single year. I feel like so this yep. must be just a first time they're back at this particular course in Tuscaloosa. I guess. So, and and normally I'd feel like the information I got was wrong. But that was, unfortunately, directly from the University of Alabama's website. Mm. So, How did it make you feel that you had to go over there? Listen, I felt like I needed to block it See, from he, my browser history. And you were giving me problems for saying I'm that. I'm saying this as a joke. No, I don't care. Yeah, but anywho. You care, actually. Yes, I, I did have to go to the UA website. and you, The UAT website, because they're UAT. I'm sorry. I'm so, sorry. I promised you I'd be better, but I can't. It just happens. It blurts just, out. Oh. It's like doing the show with a five-year-old. It is. I'm sorry. Okay, so why don't you read some notes then, because that'll keep you (laughs) calm. Talk about the course. All right, so again, she talked about how this was the first time we were back at the Harry Pritchard running course in five years. Pritchett, excuse me. Until 2003, this was a golf course, but now it is solely a cross-country sport course. This tells you how far... 
uh, you know, cross country has come in the city of Tuscaloosa and the expectation that they have like this completely solely set. Dedicated. Cross- I mean, that's pretty cool to be honest. That's with you. awesome. And talk about a great place for that team to train. Right. So I wonder what happened to the golf course though. I mean, well, obviously it wasn't very fruitful if they turned it into a cross country course. I, 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 I also think maintenance would be a lot lower. Well, I would imagine so. But- Runners, you know, as long as the grass is cut, that's all they care about. It doesn't have to be meticulously like hand scissor cut. <laughs> Is that like what those, you think they do? Well, those golfers are pretty particular about things. Shout out to Clint Richardson's dad who works at a golf course. We should ask him, you know, a little bit more detail about do they actually hand scissor everything down there? Probably not, but I feel like it is super meticulous and you can't just go out there with your, you know, uh, John Deere tractor. Little... I'm pretty sure they still use John Deere tractors. Yeah, anyway. but it can't just be anybody. I can't go out there and mow a, a golf course. I would be fired. Lord, you can't even do our grass. But Excuse anyway. Me, I mow our grass as much as you do. You want to get into that? That, that, is not, that is not even true. We're not here to debate about that because that's not true at all. This this particular course is mostly a flat grass and road course with a few rolling hills. So a little bit of terrain change, a little bit of, of elevation changes, just like you like it. Not, Sounds like a good course. It's not a boring looping course like you typically despise as a cross-country runner, but, you know, something with a little variety to it. It's got variety. It's got different terrains. You know, with the difference in grass and road, it's not substantial, but at least there's no sand. Sand traps. Don't get me started on that again. Exactly. Don't let's, let's. I've already gone on one tangent tonight. Let's not do another one. Well, why don't? Since you seem to be doing better when you talk, why don't you start us off? <laughs> You're trying to keep me busy. You're trying to keep me busy at this point. All right, let's talk about these ladies rocking it out at the Crimson Classic, which was probably a very competitive field, mind you. Nineteen teams competed for the women. Auburn finished second out of all nineteen teams with a total. Of 79 points, 180 runners total in this race. Now, that's a little bit fewer than the last one we talked about, right? I think it was like in the 200 or something yeah. like that. But still, you know, this is usually a very well-known uh, you know, event every single year. So you know that you're getting some of the best competition coming to the Crimson Classic. Let's dive into our top five finishers for the ladies who are part of that overall second place finish, which you know I love for the ladies you love second place i love a score of less than 100 points i think that's awesome that that's that's great but you know i'm all about the the first <laughs> oh my god the seconds the uh, top fives i'll take top five finishes you know because i think that's pretty good if you can do that but you mean top five team finish t- and, and individuals too i'm all oh, about the individual no finishes too. i'd say top 10 percent individual is something very significant well we've got a few of those to talk about here in our top five finishers for the ladies we got gene kotze leading off the ladies finishing eighth overall with a time of 20 minutes 31.5 seconds right behind her samantha rogers finished ninth in 20 minutes 32.8 seconds so literally just like a second was it 1.3 seconds difference between the two of them right there neck and neck together not too far behind hallie porterfield in 11th 20 minutes, 37.4 seconds. Hannah Tarwater finished 21st in 21 minutes, 10.0 seconds. And finally, Sarah Pacer, our uh, last score for the girls, finished 37th, 21 minutes, 31.6 seconds. So what I love to see, as you already know, Kyle, but I love seeing Jean, Samantha, and Hallie just right there together, neck and neck, finishing within six seconds of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a really great way to win championships and to 
for this race come in second. Well, you talked a lot about in like previous races, not just this season, but previous seasons as well, about how important it is to have like a, a running buddy or a running group to kind of have someone to chase. Yes, you're chasing the other competitors there, but when you see your teammate where that, yep. with you there, I can only imagine how that kind of like, all right, they're there so I can just, you know, push that a little bit further. When you see your teammate and it, like I said, cross country is such a mental game. And when you see it as somebody that you train with day in and day out, and if you're in the same training group as them, you already know that you're doing the same work they are. So you know mentally, I'm right there. I can be with them. I can run this race with them. There's a lot of, obviously, teamwork, camaraderie that comes with it. So I think this is an excellent representation of all of the work they put in together as a team throughout the season. Would you say that teamwork makes the dream work? She's rolling her eyes right now. <laughs> I am just getting a headache from all of the crazy things you've said today. Uh, well, let me finish out with the craziness here. These are the rest of the finishers for the ladies. These are not part of the score, but we want to make sure that we note them as well as part of the contributing factor of this team. We've got Hannah Thus finishing 59th overall, 21 minutes, 54.6 seconds. Haley Marston finished 104th overall in 23 minutes, 3.1 seconds. And then Callie Holden finished 126th in 23 minutes, 39.3 seconds. So pretty good finish overall by everybody. Even got to talk about some people that we don't necessarily get to talk about a lot. So let's move on to the men. So we had 16 teams compete for the men. Auburn finished fifth out of the 16 with 128 points. Um, like, you know, since there were only 16 teams, women had 19. Obviously, it's a smaller field. So there were only 143 runners in this race. Um, so starting off for Auburn, we had Ryan Kinane finishing sixth place overall in 23 minutes, 42.7 seconds. Mm -hmm. Carson Bedix finished 20th in 24 minutes, 40 seconds flat. Lewis O'Loughlin finishing 28th in 24 minutes, 50.5 seconds. Can I just say there, every time I hear Lachlan, I think of Lori Lachlan from Full yeah. House. Is that, is that, am I the only one that feels that way? No, but I also didn't want to bring it up since she had that whole scandal thing that I happened. Know. So I wasn't going to mention that part of it. I just say, well, that's kind of tainted her name. Every time I hear that name now, I hit, when we go, I don't think about Full House. I think about how she scammed people. I choose to see the good people. Well, <laughs> let's hope Lewis is not like her. How about that? <laughs> Sorry, I just had to bring oh it up. Oh my gosh, you have derailed the show. That's again. my, that's, I, you know, I run us, uh, you know, off course. <laughs> okay. Yeah, oh, you would run off course and score 143rd. That is probably true. 143 runners. Isaiah Billingsley, the fourth scorer for Auburn, finished 41st overall in 25 minutes, 10.1 seconds. And Cooper Atkins finished 45th in 25 minutes, 16.6 seconds. So all of our scores are in the top 50 there. You know, very similar to the, the ladies as well. Everybody, uh, the top scores finished in the top 50 of all the individual runners there. So very impressive for the guys as well. Obviously, Ryan's right up at the top there. Uh, can, you know, being the leader there and, you know, familiar names like Carson Bedex being very close to him as well. Um, you know, very proud of the guys and the girls because, you know, like I said, top five finishes and especially team wise are what I really value. And I know my value doesn't really hold much water to what the coach well, and the players want, but that's just my personal, you know, thing. What I love it does hold water. Cause this is your show. Well, it's, it's, it's your show. I'm just Is it the comedic relief that's not that funny. I don't know about all that. But anyway, for the non-scoring finishers, Auburn had four other guys that competed. So we had Joseph Perry finishing 57th in 25 minutes, 29.7 seconds. 
Dustin Lewis finishing 67th in 25 minutes, 49.6 seconds. Benson Atkins finishing 74th in 26 minutes, 1.4 seconds. And finally, Mark Foster finishing 89th in 26 minutes, 35.4 seconds. But just like we were talking about with the guys, uh, the scores for us finishing the top 50, everybody for the guys finishes in the top 100. You yeah. Know, that's a really good thing. Obviously, you you know, the goal is to have everybody competing at their very best to push each other for that top five scoring spot. Because if they're all giving that best effort, you're going to get, you know, the highest score possible out of that. I mean, if you look at Joseph Perry, you know, not too far off, right? 25, 16.6 was Cooper Atkins, and he was the fifth scorer for us. Joseph Perry is about what? Um, 13, thir- seconds 13 seconds. So I know that's probably a pretty significant distance. Not, I mean, when you're thinking an 8K, it's it's just, it's not as far as it sounds, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's not as significant as in the one mile. Right. How about that? Right. No, you know how I do with numbers and, and distances sometimes. Right. That those don't really they don't mesh help well. you, they but do. the farther the distance, the less impactful a thirteen second difference is. Gotcha. How about that? Gotcha. Very happy about Ryan Kinane, sixth overall, like we said, leading our team, and then Gene Kotze, eighth for the ladies as well. Yeah, so Two- both top ten finishers, and Samantha Rogers was top ten, and she was the second scorer for the ladies. So you know, three top ten finishers at this meet, which is really impressive for. The number of athletes that were there, you know, what in the 140s for the guys and 180s for the ladies. So that's the 180s for the ladies. I like what you did there. (laughs) (laughs) Can can I point something out that maybe it's probably stupid? I'm scared. It's it's something that I want to say, and I'm scared because if you've listened to the Auburn Experience show with Austin, that we we feel like we jinxed the volleyball team. So I don't want to jinx the cross country team. Here we go. Do you feel like we're having a lot better year than you thought we might just well yeah I, I i've said the quiet part out loud i know i wasn't supposed to say it so i'm sorry coach kind i'm sorry all the all of you athletes if i just like speaking it speaking about it ruined it's kind of like a no hitter in baseball you're not supposed to talk about it you know i think all of this little like junk about you can't say that it's like you know as a nurse you can't say the word quiet in the er because then people are like oh my gosh it's gonna get so bad you know all this black magic stuff yeah <laughs> It is what it is. It's a little bit extreme. There. These, I don't think it was black magic. Well, whatever you want to call it. Superstitions. Superstitions. These athletes work really hard. It's called mojo. There's like, no there's no superstition that's going to change the trajectory of their running but career. But me as a fan, as someone that's following this and is invested in them having the best success possible for themselves as individuals, as the team, I feel like I'm responsible for ruining it sometimes, even though I know in my heart of hearts, in my head, that that's not true. So just let me have that moment. Because I can't do anything else because Lord knows if I got out there and run, as Jessica said, I would be like in, what was it, 143 runners? I'd be 146. That's how bad I would be. Yeah, an accurate representation. And I'm not going to fight or argue with that because it's true. Well, I think we should probably end on that note. Not even a high note, but just a weird note. Yes. Because of Kyle. So um, great job at the Crimson Classic. Mm -hmm. Great job representing Auburn, the better school of the state. How about that? Right. Auburn goes to the SEC Cross Country Championship. Um, next week, Friday, October 28th in Oxford, Alabama. Yes. And I think we've run there last season, right? Or was it that, did we already run there once this We already season? ran there this season. I thought so. I couldn't remember exactly. I thought so, but I guessed last season. Well, because so. I'm used to us, you know, going up like north a little bit throughout the year, you know, and then I remember that we come back down, especially as the weather starts to get a little bit chilly up there. Could you imagine running up there in those type of temperatures that we've been having right now? It'd like be if perfect. We, would it be? 
Really? In the 70s? Oh, no, I'm talking about how cold it's been the last week, like before oh. it started warming up. Yeah, they're cross-country runners. They're, they're really good. That's fair. Y'all, they're tougher than me, so I won't argue that. Yeah, so War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.